right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref with Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. We kick off the 11 a.m. hour every single Thursday with our man Joey Helmer from OUinsider.com as we're on the road here at Cavens Construction, CavensGroup.com, 405-573-3048. Joey, how has the bye week treated you so far? What's that? It cut me out for a second. Oh, oh, I just said, how was the bye week for you this week? Oh, it's, you know, it really kind of hasn't been a bye week, Chris. Um, You said you're (laughs) on the road, and and I've been on the road in Kansas City this week um, for basketball media day. So, um, no, it's been a a good bye week for football. I think Um, it was... Uh, obviously, what Oklahoma, um, <laughs> the team and the fan base needed going in was a, a victory, and they finally got that last week. So um, a little better taste in your mouth as you head to Iowa State next week and can work and correct on some things, and uh, maybe the second half of the season get some momentum going here. All right, well, let's 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 pause on some football talk because you being at – basketball media days ended up being kind of news central now i've heard a lot of back and forth on this right you have big 12 commissioner brett yormark come out and say oklahoma and texas committed to the league through 2025 right and they'll start their first year of football in the sec in 2025 uh, are you are you buying that right now do you still feel like there's a chance that 2024 could be in play when that sec tv deal actually kicks in or kind of like me, and maybe I'm naive. I kind of take it at its word. You know, I don't. I don't think Brett Yormark was doing anything negotiating wise when he said that. But what was the vibe and the feel around Kansas City once Yormark kind of dropped that note? Yeah, I have the same feel as you on that. I mean, I I do take it um, at least to uh, quite a bit of degree that that face value that uh, that's the playing right. I mean. That's what he has to also say publicly. I mean, regardless of what the the reality is, I think um, all of us, to some degree, have uh, thought that Oklahoma and Texas were going to be out early for some time. But um, now you have the the four new members coming in next year, and uh, it sounds like the plan is to, to move with uh, Oklahoma and Texas along with those four new schools uh, here until um, the two leave for the SEC. But we'll see. Um, I I have always believed that um, Oklahoma and Texas are going to get out early in this thing. I just didn't really see it as a fit, uh, say, long-term. Until for the the length of uh, the greener rights being up, I just didn't see it logistically working. But um, it appears that is the plan at this point. You know, it is it is interesting because we find ourselves in a position, Joey, where, you know, everyone wanted to get there quick, right? As soon as they heard the announcement of it, it's like, let's get there. Let's start playing these Bama and, and Georgia games. It's going to be great. The home schedule will be different. It'll be unique. But I also wonder if maybe it's not that, okay, we, we still need some time. There's still some things that you're kind of pushing through and you're trying to do. So, um 
I, I feel like that there's not this outrage that there might have been, say, you know, six to eight months ago if we would have heard, hey, they're not going to leave early. I Listen, I don't think Oklahoma fan wants to spend two years in a 14-team Big 12, but I also think to make sure everything is right financially and facility-wise, I think there's a little bit more understanding of it now than there once was. Am I off base? Uh, not at all. I think you're spot on. In fact, uh, I – just feel like it's totally different than it was a, a few months ago. Um, we've seen it, it to be as candid I, as I can possibly be. Um, Oklahoma does need to uh, make some changes here uh, and to be ready for the SEC. I think there's a process uh, that we're seeing right now with Brent Venables and uh, getting everything in place and uh, being the physical uh, team that plays a good brand of football on both sides uh, of the field. And um, I don't think it hurts um, if it goes that whole length of time uh, to where you have a couple of years to put that whole plan in place. So, yeah, I, I get that there's a different feel right now. I, I think um, if you had asked that question to everyone six or eight months ago, like you said, um, yeah, absolutely, they would have thought, well, gosh, this is frustrating. We have to be in this league for a couple more years, and that just doesn't really be uh, seem to be the fill right now after a 3-3 three and three start and now 4-3 and three after Oklahoma won last week. I, I also, I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit perplexed by kind of, you know, Brett Yormark's plan. It's like, hey, we're going to do what's best for the future of the Big 12. Well, I mean, it is what's best for the future of the Big 12 holding firm to Oklahoma and Texas and not letting them leave till 25? I mean, I guess, you know, that's – and they talk about different revenue streams. I mean, what, are we putting patches on jerseys now? Or are we going to embrace gambling more? I mean, I guess my, my whole question is I, I love his passion and I love what Brett Yormark is talking, to, talking about and what he's kind of speaking on, but I just – I mean, is it truly best for the future of your league if you're holding tight to Oklahoma and Texas and not letting them leave if they want to? Now, Joey, in all of this, if Oklahoma and Texas are saying, we're fine, we'll stick to a 25, that's one thing. But if they've tried to pull away and they fought and scratched and clawed for it and Fox has come in and said, you're not doing this to us, I mean, that's a different world. But I just, I, I guess I don't understand how that helps the Big 12 long term. Well, and it's such an interesting discussion, right, because when this news all uh went down all of us thought I mean, there was so much hostility between uh the the two member institutions that are um exiting in the eight others that are staying around and it was just like how how is this gonna work uh long term until the greener rights is up and now you have that comment that well we're, we're doing what's best for the big 12 and it's kind of seems like you're coming back on that it seems like like is the hostility not still there is this really what's sure. best is not to move on and um establish i think there's a bit of establishing what it's going to be long term and um for the big 12 that's without oklahoma and texas you know they they have to have that brand what what is the big 12 going to be like without oklahoma and texas and if those two schools are still in it, then you know you're you're delaying the point to where you're establishing what that's really going to be long term. 
from your perspective, basketball league, impressive on the basketball front, right? But where does, let's just stick on the men's side here, where does Oklahoma sit in that pecking order, in your opinion, right now? Obviously, Porter Moser is going to win at the podium. He's incredible when it comes to talking behind the mic. But what did you learn about Oklahoma basketball on your trip up to Kansas City this weekend, Joey? Well, I tell you, I learned that Porter really, really feels confident in the core of guys that he's got coming back. I think we saw some of the guys that left the program, and uh, obviously that's a tough dynamic when you're trying to – I mean, very similar to what we're talking about with the football team. I mean, um, it's maybe magnified because, you know, you have a lot fewer players in a basketball program. But uh, the most important thing in terms of stability is having a state, I mean, (laughs) having a set of guys, a core that's back that is a a bit experienced. And uh, Porter feels good about uh, the guys that are coming back and Tanner Groves and, uh, Jalen Hill and the rest of them, and I got a chance to speak to them, and uh, they're also they're really high on Grant Sherfield, a transfer that they also brought up here. Um, I get the feeling that he's a guy that can uh, really fill it up in uh, late in scoring situations. Where a lot of times last year we saw uh, this was a team that just was kind of lost late in the shot clock when they needed to go get baskets and. Um, he's someone that they're going to be depending on in that regard. Uh, I think this is Oklahoma team that if things come together, they can be competitive at the Big 12. Uh, they, they can, and um, that's the step for them, uh, obviously missing the NCAA tournament uh, last year. The step is to get into that tournament this year and then see um, maybe you can win a game and move forward your program that way. But um, I certainly don't get the feeling that uh, – Porter Mosier is any kind of negative based on what happened in the offseason. Obviously, you had a couple of new coaches come in, so uh, that has helped things as well. So it'll be interesting with these guys getting forward uh, what we see on the court here. Two weeks away from Monday, men's basketball season tips off. That's crazy. Wow. But, uh, it, I mean, it's here. It's here, hoop season. Joey, uh, flipping back to football before we get you out of here, if you had your – Idle week checklist for the Sooners. <laughs> One, two, three. What, what are the three things that Oklahoma, or you could just list a couple, but what would be toward the top of that checklist that Oklahoma needs corrected or needs to get accomplished throughout this week and the beginning of next? Well, they need Billy Bowman back defensively. <laughs> that is, uh, I don't know if that's the right way to answer the question, but. Uh, that that kind of goes along with number one in that yeah, they, they've got to find a way to uh, get back to what they were doing early in the season defensively. Uh, getting pressure on the quarterback, uh, alleviating some of the stuff on the back end, and um, j- just being better there as a unit. I-, I thought in a lot of ways, you know, sometimes we look at the scoreboard and, and – 52 to 42 wasn't necessarily indicative of what we saw last week. I, I, I don't believe I, I thought Oklahoma in some ways played better defensively. And it wasn't all encompassing, I guess, looking just at the scoreboard. But yeah, they, they've got to get back to early in the season what they were doing. Uh, the uh, pressure on the quarterback, the, the 
you know, just being sound across the board. That's so important if they're to win some games down the stretch here. And then um, I think uh, if you look offensively, I mean, they, they turned the ball over for the first time, uh, you know, multiple times, I think it was, last week. And so don't turn the ball. they they got to continue to, uh, as simple as it sounds, get that first first down because how prolific did Oklahoma offensively look when they just finally got in a flow last week? And that has been a problem. And so for Jeff Levy and company, I think it's making sure they can you know, kind of get the train down the tracks, get the wheels in motion, and um, get that offense moving because, man, he was mixing plays up so well last week once they were able to just get that initial first down. I know sometimes we, we look at all the complexities of uh, of the game of football, and sometimes it's really quite simple. It's just about the simple things, and we hear all these cliches, and it really has been that at times. So I guess I don't know if that's three, but that's two at least um, important things uh, for Oklahoma moving forward if they're going to change the tra- trajectory of their season. I'll th- uh, can I throw one in there, Josh? Because I I think that I think that one thing that is the defense has to continue to improve and in that find the right fits personnel wise right that i'm not that's not questioning anything i'll make that very clear but you've seen it work right with what i think cj colden is going to be they feel confident enough about what's going on in the cornerback room that it's you know dj graham is a healthy scratch last saturday right he's over there in uniform and you know that was it and i thought he was going to be a really good db uh seeing if it's going to be you know more deshaun white or using more Justin Harrington or even Canick in that, um, oh, gosh, everyone's losing their mind about the, a cheetah position. Uh, I, I th- and, and then, you know, what can Robert Spears Jennings be at safety if Billy Bowman comes back? Is that a guy that you count on more? I, it's not necessarily saying a youth movement, but to me, Joy, I guess in a roundabout way, hey, what young guys are going to be a part of this team and difference makers next year? And let's start seeing something from them here in 2022. That's a key to me too. 100. percent In that, you know that that's absolutely that's spot on. I mean, you're looking for schematically in the future. You you absolutely have to figure out who is going to fit into that. And that is a number of young players that you'd like to see out there and. Uh, I guess experiment with. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't know if that's what people want to hear or how it needs to be phrased. But, yeah, you want to see who are going to be the best fits for you moving forward. So, yeah, youth movement a little bit and um, getting the right personnel out there. All right. Hey, I I want to read a text to you real quick. And I thought this was really good. For uh, from John, who writes, one thing that has not been talked about in all of this, speaking of OU and Texas leaving early, is how much revenue Oklahoma and Texas is losing by staying in the Big 12 this long. If the Big 12 is holding us here, I'd lawyer up and get the money that they're missing out on from the Big 12. But also in that, Joey, is the commitment that they had in the grant of rights through 2025. So while John's point is a good point, I also think that 
Hey, listen, it, sure, you're bringing up money they're missing out by thinking about that SEC TV deal. But, Joey, they also had a commitment through 2025 with this current grant, well, this current TV contract with Fox and ESPN for the Big 12. So I get what he's saying, but isn't that kind of a six in one hand, half a dozen in the other? Yeah, but probably so. And I, I don't have all the financials <laughs> right here at my disposal to where uh, I could say, hey, you know, this is absolutely the what, you know, I mean, how, how much are they going to make? Uh, how, how much are they, you know, <laughs> indebted to? I think it's eighty billion uh, over the last couple of years. So what? So what's the discrepancy there? You know, when you're looking at right. um, how much more you're going to be bringing in, obviously it is going to be a bigger uh, pay line than what it would be in the Big Twelve. But in terms of offsetting that, like you said, the greener rights, the the eighty million that. Um, you, you have on the table already that's locked in. Yeah, good stuff. Joey, uh, have a great week. Enjoy a Saturday off if that even exists. Uh, everyone check out OUinsider.com, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Joey Helmer, at Joey Helmer 247. Okay, quick break. When we come back, we'll race through the top five stories of the day to get caught up. Uh, Gary Cavins from here at Cavins Construction is going to swing by and kind of get us caught up on everything they have going on. And I guess I need to submit my six-pack of picks for this weekend. It's all coming up on a busy final hour of the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. How's it going in the Brown O'Haver studios today, Josh? I got a little spoiled this week having three of our four shows together in studio, to be honest with you. It's Everyone good. okay? Yeah, no, everybody's good. Uh, everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Good. I got no complaints. I am, uh, I'm a cave in today. Good. We had when we were leaving yesterday. They had the crumble cookies out in the the lobby. And by the way, thanks to everyone who took part in United Way Day. Uh, UnitedWayNorman.org. I think is that to make sure I give the proper website before we hit in the top five stories of the day. But yeah, UnitedWayNorman.org. I, I'm not going to lie to you, Josh, because I listen right watching my way. Eating right, got to be 100% for trip to Ames and then getting ready for softball season. I got to look good. Got to look good. And I cut one of those cookies in half. <laughs> actually, actually, let me rephrase it. I cut it in a quarter, and I took a bite of it. And I literally had to leave because if I didn't, I was going to eat that whole thing. That chocolate one with, I guess it was chocolate icing on top of it. I dreamt about it last night. It was incredible. Where, where, where can I get more of those, Josh? You can go over to Crumble. In the right direction. Oh my gosh! But I want to thank everyone for uh, helping out on United Way Day. We appreciate the incredible, uh, incredible support of the United Way and what they've done in our community. And I also wanted to remind everyone we've got a great schedule of games coming up on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Um, I had my rundown here, and I don't know what I did with it because for some reason I've got 800 texts this morning. Let's see. Uh, here you go. You can go to krefsports.tv tonight. we got Mustang at Norman, Westmore at Bigsby, and Edmond Santa Fe at Union. Oh, we're sending our, our crew up to Turnpike for tonight. And then tomorrow night, Josh, what do you have? Uh, Moore versus Norman North? On krefsports.tv? You got it. You got it. Yeah, big game for obviously both. Moore has to 
they got to win out to uh, get a postseason berth or at least two out of these final three. So that's a, a huge game of desperation for them. And for Norman North, they're trying to finish with a two seed in the district. So that'll be fun tomorrow night. And our man Jalen Ross, right? Jalen, wide receiver, DB over at Southmore High School. His squad takes on Janks. And that, that game, by the way, is actually tonight, uh, by the way. That's, oh, is it? Yeah, it's okay. gotten rescheduled. So, uh, Look at us. Yeah, the, the initial schedule that we had, it's gotten moved up a day. So they're playing that game tonight. Happy belated birthday to Jalen as well. We miss you around yeah, here. All right, and, and we should – we should also add, Josh, our Three of the Plank show is brought to you by... It's brought to us by Mop and Roofing. Check them out, Mop and Roofing and Construction. They have got you covered in Oklahoma. Bob Moppin and his team, 405-703-3843, family-owned and operated over 35 years of experience. Full-service company, fire and flood remediation work. Again, fully insured, licensed, and bonded. That is Mop and Roofing. By the way, did you tell Joey about the big fan he has on the Air Comfort Solutions text line yet? Uh, no. He, yeah, who's his fan? What's going on with that? Did, does somebody hate him? Is that the joke? Or do they, they legit like him? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The 720 is not a big fan right now. No, Come on. E- easy now. Be kind. Here is a um, couple of other quick tweets, and then we're going to rock through the um, – Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. Mustang Casey, right? It's te- if Texas A&M hadn't cried like babies last year to try and block the move, do you think we would have? We would even know about OU going to the SEC yet? I don't think it would have come out until summer of twenty three. Dang, that's a good question, man. That's a good question. Could you? I don't know. I mean, everyone acts as if. Everything just suddenly happens, right? Oh, USC and UCLA suddenly decided to go to the Big Ten, right? I don't know. That's a great question. At some point, that gets to a conversation with the presidents, right? Beyond whenever when it was just OU's people and Greg Sankey, I if if that were the OU and Texas's people and Greg Sankey, I honestly think they could have kept it under wraps. And what it what did Joe C. consistently say? What did Chris Del Conte consistently say? Hey, listen, we, the hope wasn't to have this leak like it was. The hope was to have this be a process where everyone kind of knew what our plans were uh, in due time, right? And it wasn't suddenly they're leaving, deal with it. And it just so happened that the the Texas A&M babies accelerated the report. Now, I don't know how well it would have stayed secret over a year, if not more. And I sure as heck I sure as heck don't think a USC and UCLA move to the Big Ten would have, you know, exasperated the secrecy of it. But that's a really good question, man. I don't know. I don't think it would have Josh, I don't think it would have stayed under wraps because at some point it reaches a level between then what the fourteen presidents within the SEC and then they've got to talk to their ADs. Um and obviously that includes Texas A&M, who would cry and whine and try to get that public support to block this move. So it's a great question, Mustang Casey, but the goal the goal wasn't to have it play out like that. Well, and there's some interesting spider webs off of that, too. I mean, sure. would USC and UCLA be going to the Big Ten 
under that scenario. If that had been kept under wraps, would would those administrations, those athletic departments, would they have been comfortable being the bad guy? Because OU and Texas are the bad guys, right? They did it first. Right. Those are the villains. USC and UCLA, I don't know that there's – and maybe it's just because you and I – or at least my, I'll speak for myself, I won't speak for you, because right. we don't operate in Pac-12 circles. I don't sense that same vitriol toward either USC or UCLA that at least initially we got for both Oklahoma and Texas. Would they still have done that? Would the Big Ten, would Kevin Warren have been willing to do that if Greg Sankey sure. and the SEC hadn't, quote-unquote, already done that first, right? If that first domino hadn't dropped, it's just fascinating to think how maybe some of this would have played out because, I mean, then you're talking about right now, Plank, the Pac-12 is sitting, you know, has been negotiating television rights, right? And probably you get linked up long-term with USC and UCLA in the Pac-12 if those two uh, haven't made their decision to not renew. Huh. It's a You're right. There's so many arms and spider webs off of it, but that is one heck of a question, Casey. Uh, by the way, you know, we might just have to break, Josh, and get the top five stories of the day a, a little bit later on presented by Newcastle Casino because this little tidbit from Spotter Shep just dropped. Um, Oklahoma has announced a future game with San Diego State. Now, this does not fill what is a perceived void in 2024, right? You've got Temple and Tulane in 24, but there doesn't appear to be a, a a third non-conference game for now. This adds a second non-conference game against San Diego State. Well, a second non-conference game in addition to SMU. I got a few minutes if you're cool. One minute, whatever you need. <laughs> Gary rolled in. I'm 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 like I. Let's just do it now. Let's just do it now. So that way you don't have to wait. Uh, this adds a. Second non-conference game to 27 against SMU. Uh, in addition to the SMU game, they'll take take on San Diego State. This adds a second non-conference game to 2029. They're already slated to play Nebraska in 29. They'll travel to San Diego in 29. And it's the first addition to the schedule in 2031. So a future three-game set with San Diego State. We'll talk more about that coming up in a bit. But looky who just walked in, Gary Cavins. Training today, huh? Yeah, of course. Nonstop. I know. Got to learn a little bit. What are we learning about today? Uh, Basically, we're learning about drying uh, basketball courts and, uh, um, like, multi-level buildings, um, big offices with different offices in them, um, different companies in them, and concrete and plaster and um, doing uh, quality control testing on that drying and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, because I would think that the easiest thing would be just, oh, you know what you should do is you should dry the court and get towels. But you're telling me it goes a little bit more in-depth than that? It does. <laughs> it does. It goes It goes a lot more in-depth than that because basketball courts are built different ways, and based on the different way that they're built, they need to be dried differently to, to make it happen. And, um, you know, they were talking about um, – how some basketball courts had been uh, damaged during an NCAA tournament, and basically they had to go in and dry them overnight. Right. And then they had to make it like they were never there during the day. And so every night they would go in and dry this court, and then during the day they would nobody would even know they were there. Um, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But again, and then it speaks to a bigger thing for you, Gary, too, and that's you know drying emergency water remediation services it's been an area that you guys have focused quite a bit here at Cavens Construction Group over the last uh, 
several years and last several months. It is. You know, I mean, uh, on our environmental side, our environmental team, they do an outstanding job from structural drying to water extraction, uh, mold testing, mold remediation, um, fire and smoke removal, uh, trauma, crime scene cleanup, tear gas cleanup, odor control. You know, you should check us out on Instagram and Facebook, you know, and we keep up to date on that pretty much, you know. If it's not every day, it's every couple of days we do a post, kind of update people on kind of some of the projects we have going on and our capabilities and stuff like that. Because, you know, I mean, you may go home today and you may have a busted water pipe or a broken water pipe and may have a flooded house. You may go to work tomorrow morning and have a flooded building. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the people that go out and we train and train and train so that we can respond as quickly as possible when that happens. And, you know, there's... a lot of national chains have been around for a long time and stuff like that, but we're a local chain here in Oklahoma mm-hmm. that serves Tulsa and Oklahoma City Market, Norman Market, Ardmore, Stillwater, um, Oklahoma City, Edmond, and we're a local company that's locally owned, that's putting money back in the community, that we have the best equipment available on the market today. We have the best trucks. We have the best water extraction equipment we have the best structural drying equipment and we pride ourselves on having the best training each and every day for our employees to develop them so that they when they go out to those calls they can react quickly and save save time and money when it comes to your property you mentioned it and i'll let you go on this local that's a big deal to you you're here um before and after the storms before and after the, the the disaster that you're working through before and after maybe even it's some it's a minor issue that you're helping people work through gary you're here to help them get through it at the beginning and you're here to help them fight through it even beyond it a hundred percent and the, and that's the most important thing is you know we want to take care of our community that takes care of us uh, each and every day and you know it's a huge part of our culture here is to give back to the community you know we give a lot of money back to the community uh, every year um thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars back to the community so when you use a local um you know that that money's going back in your community and you know we really have invested to make sure we are top tier right there with the uh, biggest remediation companies and restoration companies out there in the market today um, and we can compete with them locally in ways that that almost they can't compete with us now. 405-573-3048, cavensgroup.com. Anything we've missed out you want to make sure we hit on? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, if you have commercial maintenance or uh, roofing needs, give us a call, too. We can help out with that also. Chris has been grinding nonstop. Thanks, Gary. Appreciate Thank you. you finding time for us. That's Gary Cavins from here at Cavins Construction. We'll get a break. We'll come back at our top five stories of the day next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we're going to hustle through this. Thanks to Gary for swinging by. Thanks to Gary for having us. Out at Cavens Construction, CavensGroup.com, 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048. And uh, as always, you can learn everything you need to know, commercial maintenance, water remedi- uh, remediation, emergency services. I've had a lot of my friends that have used Gary, and, and obviously Chris Smith does a great job with his roofing when it comes to you know, maybe a tree that's fallen on a fence or on your roof. They've got you covered cavensgroup.com. All right, hey, Josh, let's get after it. We owe the people some news. So it's time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. It's time for the Top 5 Stories of the Day. 
Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, online at newcastlecasino.com. Here we go. Going to rush through this, hustle through this big story number five. Number five. Wild story developing out of Washington beyond Washington, D.C., that is. Beyond just the fact that they're trying to oust the owner. I'm not very familiar with the 50-50 charity raffles. I did not realize they could get this high. But a Washington Commanders fan won a check for over $14,000 from the team in a charity raffle, which if I understand it's like you buy a ticket, half of it goes into a pot for everyone to win, half of it goes to a charity of the, the team's choice. Well, apparently when Drew Shipley got his check from the team, Josh, it bounced. <laughs> he. Uh, oh my goodness. He, who am I supposed to talk to? Am I supposed to call Dan Snyder myself? Shipley said on October third. And by the way, he didn't get the check, so it took forever to get the check. He finally got the check on October thirteenth. Whenever he went to try to deposit the check in his credit union, he was notified four days later that the check had bounced. So instead of a payday, he was dinged $15 for a, for a fee and bouncing a check. Are we sure that this guy um, didn't screw something up? Um, here's here's the rep- Now, a spokesperson for Washington, the commander, said, we reached out directly to the fan as soon as we learned about it and have wired the money directly to his account and apologized for the inconvenience. It was a bank error, and we are following up with the bank to learn why it happened and ensure that it doesn't happen again. Shimply said the bounce check only added to what he described as an underwhelming experience as a commander season ticket holder this year. I mean, I wouldn't be too upset if I was him. He's getting, what, like $14,000? Yeah, Still getting fourteen grand, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> the check bounced. All right, big story number four. Number four. So I, I'm in, got kind of sucked in last night. NBA playoff, or NBA regular season opener. Josh, you are our resident Thunder expert slash insider, OKC Falls. 115-108, but it was a big night for one Shea Gilgis Alexander. What was your takeaway from game one when SGA scored 32? And Josh Giddy again with a triple-double. Yeah, it looked like the second half maybe they were going to win this season opener. Obviously, uh, didn't play out that way. Uh, nice start for SGA and company. So, I mean, look, kind of picture perfect i i know fans don't really want to do this song and dance again but we're doing this song and dance again chet holmgren getting hurt meant that your best laid plans for this season i think i think they had it earmarked plank to be competitive or to try to be competitive this year chet holmgren gets hurt and that changes everything for oklahoma city it's tank 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 again for okc so hey it's a great start to the season you lost and you were competitive at times Looks like it's going to be a seven to eight man rotation. You know, you uh, Terrence Mann looks like he's going to be the sixth man. He played twenty three minutes, but again, good night from Giddy. Good night. Oh, Giddy was short of a triple double. Excuse me, fourteen points, eleven boards. Uh, SGA thirty two points. 
Uh, Lou Dort and Pokashevsky, not their best shooting nights. Combined six for 22. Thunder open up at home against Denver. Or, pardon me. Pardon me. They're not at home yet. My bad. My bad. They're at Denver on a Saturday night at 7 o'clock. Then back home on Tuesday for a double shot against the Clippers, Tuesday and Thursday. All right, big story number three. Number three. Oh. Where we at? 1148. All right, Major League Baseball last night. Well, yesterday afternoon, the Phillies had an early lead on the Padres, but San Diego rallies to win it 8-5 to five to even the NLCS at a game apiece. Astros beat the Yankees. 4-2 to two behind Justin Verlander's 11 strikeouts. Game 2 in that series will take place this evening at 6.30. Break day, day off for the Padres-Philly series. It's going to be rocking in Philadelphia Friday night, 6.37, with the first pitch on FS1. Big story number 2. Number 2. NFL tonight, Saints-Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins returns for the Cardinals. Both teams 2-4 and four on the season. Kyler Murray is 0-3 on Thursday nights. You know, the big debate this morning is, oh, will Hopkins being back change things for the Cardinals? I think so. I think so. But I would also add, Josh, boy, New Orleans has been a massive disappointment. I know that you had the injury that took place to Jameis. But these are, what am I saying, New Orleans? These are two teams that have been a massive disappointment this season so far, and someone's got to come out on top tonight. <laughs> Somebody got to win. <laughs> Somebody someone's got to win. win. Uh, obviously, it'd be, be huge for Arizona. I say someone's got to win. It would almost be fitting with how bad Thursday night football has been for these two teams to end up in a tie, right? <laughs> And the Saints and the Cardinals come out of Thursday night football at 2-4-1. and one. Big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Oh. All right, let's, when we come back, when we come back, let's talk about the big weekend of college football. It's big story number one, bye week for the Sooners. Of course, add a couple of other Oklahoma notes. Volleyball falls in five last night. Tough one against Kansas State. Softball looking good uh, in the battle series. No Hannah Core, no Grace Lions last night. They went with three teams. It was fun. We got one more game in the battle series coming up next Wednesday. But we're all about college football to put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show next right here on The Wrap. All right, we, we don't have a ton of time here, but I did want to remind everyone to uh, stay in touch with Cavens for all of your roofing, construction, maintenance, commercial maintenance needs. You know, I've, I've talked about this a lot. Maybe... The, the handyman is no longer there in the building that you own or in your rental properties. You're kind of tired of doing all the work where uh, Gary and, and Jessica and their crew can take care of you. Call them today at 573-3048. Also, um, I'm out tomorrow, so I'm assuming Josh and Connor. You'll still hear many of our Friday regulars on the program. But it's kind of odd with the bye week, right? You get real, real spoiled whenever it's just nonstop OU football, and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, kind of a bye week. So this is what the rest of the year is like again. Really spoils you. Really spoils you. So I I don't have my full six-pack of picks, nor do I really care that much. But I'll say this. I am bullish 
bullish Josh Helmer on two things this weekend. Okay. N- n- number one, I'm not a gambler, right? But you can just take this advice for what you want. I am bullish on OSU Texas being closer than the spread. I don't know if I feel confident enough to say OSU wins the game, but I feel confident enough to say I think OSU covers. And at last check, that number was six and a half. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two that I'm very confident in right now. Not confident enough to make it my lock, but a pretty close second. I mean, that number is up to 30 right now for Ohio State-Iowa. But I kind of think Ohio State can name its score this weekend in that game. I agree. I mean, ugh. And I know you cover Iowa closely, but that is just – that is a disaster in the making. Look, it would be – And I, I just want to put this into perspective real quick on your comment there. Go ahead. It wouldn't be the greatest upset in college football history, but the way I feel about this game, it would be the greatest upset in college football history. It is such a sure thing that Ohio State is absolutely going to embarrass them. <laughs> so so we got that. We got that for Saturday. Those are two things that I'm very bullish on. And I'm, i i got to be honest with you, Josh. I'm kind of bullish on... I'm kind of bullish on Kyler in Arizona tonight. I think they're going to put one on New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans is very good. I know Peter King picked them to be the number one team in the NFC and play in the NFC championship game, but I don't think they're very good. And I think Arizona is going to roll them tonight. And I think Friday people will still be complaining about Thursday night football. (laughs) I hate. Dude, have a great start to your weekend, man. I appreciate you. You too. Dig doing this show with you. Always, every day, safe travels to you. Tell Will uh, the people said what's up. I will. I will. Hopefully he's doing well. He never texts me back, so I have to go to New York to see how he's doing. Everyone have a great rest of your day. Steel Man and Thune at noon coming up right now on the Home of Sooner Fans.